It's the 7th of June, and after a little bit of a break, we are back on the airwaves with our episode 37 of the Mont Travel podcast. Uh, we're carrying on our ramble through the A to Z of pub crawls. So I've made it, we've done nine letters so far. They will take us up to letters uh, 10, 11, and 12. So good evening, gentlemen. How are we all? Oh, fine, thank you. Yeah, did you enjoy the jubilee? Platy jubes, which apparently you're not supposed to say because it's very whatever. So I've got a couple little. Oh, I've got one picture definitely from the jubilee that we might share tonight. So uh, yeah, it was. I don't know. Really, it felt um, uh, we. I was away in Tembe. Thursday night was a bit raucous in Tembe. I think there's a few people out, obviously knowing they've got three days off. Um, but uh, did not wasn't fairly. I don't know. Fairly steady. Malton was another food festival in Malton Nick, so that would be fairly busy. Was it Friday? Uh don't know because I was working Thursday, Friday. So Saturday lunchtime, it was it was comfortably busy. Stall others would have been fairly happy, but I'm knowing a lot busier. And then Sunday was a waste of time, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um I was there on Sunday because we met me and Nick didn't we? But uh, trouble is, I mean, uh, up here, probably the same where everybody lives. We go on these food festivals now, and uh, it's the same circuit of traders. Yeah. We're yeah. on the food festivals, yeah. so not a great deal of local stuff. I mean, we had Geordie Bangers down at Malton. I mean, obviously, they've got Stanley Granger Market up on the borders and Northumberland Coast, and um, yeah, the, the, the problem is for, for the local producers as well, Bruce, they've got to put the prices up that so much to cover the cost of the pitch. The, right. the people around here say, well, I'm not paying four or five quid for a pot pie. You know, when Absolutely. you've got at least two or three butchers and places in Moulton where you can get a decent pot pie for half that price. Well, I think Fletcher, I think one Fletcher do a pot pie is about £1.30, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I know pot pies have gone up like everything else has gone up, but not four or five quid. No, no, no. Because you don't know what they're like until you actually bite into them, can't, you know. No, very true. The thing with the pie is, you know, they all look much the likeness, the same sort of similar size. It's it's what you get inside it that's uh, it's the real, uh, yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, before we move on to beery highlights, because I say it's been a couple of weeks since we were uh, we were last on the airwaves. Um, so I say the plan tonight is to crack on with our A to Z of pub crawl. So up to now, we've done A B C, G J W and H zero uh, not zero H O and V, and to this week's letters were Q U. Sorry, so I got again Q I. And V. No, no, I'm going to go the wrong, haven't I? No, U, no. U, what's right? Q, U, it's my writing. Q, U, and I, which was a bit of a challenge, I think, for, it was for all of us initially. Yeah. Then we all got one straight away, and then we've had to we had a challenge a bit. So we'll get into that shortly. So, as I say, it's been a couple of weeks. So, beery highlights, as I quickly mentioned just at the start of this, I have another week away uh, with the Wick Bank holiday. Uh, I had a very nice week in Tenby. Um, the weather was very, very nice. And uh, having not been to Tenby for, oh, must be 40 odd years. I was quite impressed with the little place. And definitely if you're looking for a little bit of a seaside, um, seaside, you know, town, um, it's not a million miles away. It's, it's a bit, obviously it's the end of, end of South Wales. It's about four hours for us. So it was actually closer than say Devon or uh, Cornwall. But I was really impressed with the place. I love a little town, a bit like Whitby, 
with maybe a bit more sunshine. Um, we all talk about the microclimate in uh, in Tempe. And I've got to say it was pretty true because the weather forecast was terrible some days and getting Tempe it was beautiful. And as always, with it being on that Atlantic coast, within about half an hour, uh, if it was cloudy, it was then sunny. Uh, and again, I did a little bit of kind of homework, had a quick look in the beer guide. There was only two pubs mentioned in the good beer guide this year, but I actually got there and found there were two cracking breweries in Tempe, uh, both um, fairly recent, 2015, both set up. Um, one was quite crafty, only keg-based. That was a Tembe Brewing Co. Um, and then another one a bit near the harbour, the Harbour Brewery, and they focused on cast. So it was great. And two fantastic tap rooms, a couple of places where you get mm. their beers. So all in all, it was a, it was a very nice week. So I'm, I'm writing up a blog for that, which we'll, we'll post out soon and probably do a podcast um, in a couple of weeks' time. But I'm also I'm aware that I've got to do a Sulcum one as well at some point, so that we might do that in between the next uh, one of the A to Zs. And, of course, I've got you, to tell you... You're to Cardiff from Tenby, then? You can get a train from Cardiff into Tenby, yeah, yeah and, and the train station in Tenby which is quite nice. And I've got to get at some point tell you about Wally the Walrus, because um, actually the beer now named after the walrus. So this time last year, actually, I don't even remember on the news, but an, an Arctic walrus suddenly turned up in Tenby mm. and took a particular liking. Um, again, if you've watched any of the programme at Tenby, the harbour, which used to be on Channel 4, I think, and um, Grand Designs obviously featured on the lifeboat stations. And there's the, there's the new lifeboat station and the old lifeboat station separately with the big old kind of slips and the walrus decided that he was going to stay there for a couple of weeks and, and basically oh. hauled himself up on the on the ramp there. Um, there's yeah. some interesting YouTubes of, of lifeboat men with hair on trying to get him off so they can yeah. launch the lifeboat. And he hung around there for a bit. And then he went off to the eyes of Silly. I think he ended up in Brittany and then disappeared. So, yeah, yeah Wally, Wally the walrus is now legacy. Uh, a legacy in Tembe is that there's, there's a brew called the uh, Tamar's Tusk. Um, Tamar is the is the class of lifeboat they have in Tenby, um, and, and that was brewed, uh, and it was quite a nice beer, actually. It was a nice, uh, an Arctic pale ale, I call it. Um, and I say, Bruce, you've already spotted this on the things I sent you. Uh, one of the pubs, Hope and Anchor, which is one yeah. of the uh, Harbour Brewery pubs, uh, has a fantastic Worthington's Best Bitter selling preserved nice. outside. So, so that was that was very good. Yeah, it was nice. So, Bruce, now you've been out and about, and you've come across again a, a new... I, I, I've not heard this pub before. Um, no. The Admiral Hawk. We did. We've been to the Cowan Calf Ilkinot, and on the way back, we uh, ended up in Boston Spa. Uh, Boston Spa is a uh, midway between Leeds and Tadcaster, so it's Sam Smith's country. And although it's a very extremely, probably I would say, the wealthiest village in Yorkshire, fair to say, Nick, uh, it feels very much like a village it should be in the middle of the Cotswolds. Uh, but the, uh, there are two Sam Smith's pubs, not opposing ends of the village, I have to say. Uh, very big, huge house in Boston Spa, and a very um, thri a big, long, thriving high street goes right through the middle of it, Linear Street. Uh, not an empty shop to be seen, loads of uh, expensive cosmetics, surgery shops, and jewelers and dress shops, uh, bit writers and food places. Sadly, the fish and chip shop's gone. But I say at the very tail end of the village, the York side, the Tadcaster side, there are two Sam Smith's pubs right next to it. Um, and we've not been in for years as with everybody else we used to go that way quite a bit because because COVID we've not been there for years so we popped in the uh, Admiral Hawk and they uh, were absolutely bowled over uh, Mr Smith has spent £900,000 on it uh, and you have to say his pub restoration has gone and it all celebrates um, uh, and known for uh, all things uh, uh, yellow. 
Um, who was it? I'm getting through the other yeah, ones. No. I'm getting confused. The other ones there, not a hill. And yeah, so yeah, yeah. So that, so it's interesting. Wall, right? Like that that Sam Smith the other ones there was the yellow one. We went to the RAC. I'm getting the history out. Uh, confabulated here, yeah. So, well, the it isn't that... yellow, it's orange. Yeah, well, See, it's, it's yellow. Yeah, oh, tell you don't drive <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but I have to say, say stunning restoration. Mm. Um, amazing the money to invest in this place. Uh, and we went in, there was one chap in the uh bar, two people in one room, and then we went in. Don't know if it's busy on the weekend, but I say, absolutely fantastic. Uh, the, the work is put yeah. into this place. Uh, well worth a visit if you're uh, in that way there. And we are going to go out soon and check out uh, the other one. So uh, mm. the other pubs it. So say so that was uh, fantastic. And uh, what was remarkable was, of course, to say, uh, no one could accuse Mr. Smith of being um, having an overabundance of uh, fun, I don't think. But uh, for those watching on YouTube, this was the wallpaper in the toilet. <laughs> He's obviously um, had some wallpaper designed um, and it features all the beer labels, all the beer mats. Look fantastic, and it, you know the biggest shock was of course you find it's Sam Smith's pub. So it's a rare glimpse of a sort of a fun and a, a colour there, a bit of playfulness. Yeah, uh, that's interesting. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, Lonsdale reminds me because you you you, you kind of again historical whatever. Uh, I was right. Lonsdale did the Lonsdale belt was one of the first. Um, belts that was fought for in boxing back in the 18, right, 1700. Yeah. So there was another link there as well. Yeah, no, I, I, I quite, I looked up um, the uh, Admiral Hawk and I think there were two pubs that have the name, one in Yorkshire, what you've talked about, I think there's one down in Surrey as well. And apparently Edward Hawk is a very um, unknown, um, see, you know, quite a famous Admiral from the Navy. Um, and in fact, a lot of the, when I looked, kind of looked him up, they say, look, he's probably should be as famous as, as Nelson, because actually he was yeah. more of a, um, you know, a, a key part in keeping the French out um, in, in 1759. So, yeah, it's interesting that I don't know what link he's got to Boston Spa, but uh, there you go. It's uh, interesting. Link. Course, I think Mr. Smith has got an interesting British neighbourhood. Yeah. yeah. We've got the, uh, we've got the, uh, the Duke. Well, in New York and the Trialgate Bay, so yeah. Yeah. Now, That's back in episode five, I think it was, when we did the North Yorkshire Moors, we had a special guest because at that time, uh, Bruce's nephew, Kieran, was starring on the Yorkshire Railway. Uh, Kieran is the guy that's always kind of kind of getting them out of trouble and uh, fixing the carriages. Um, and I know Nick and Bruce, you, you met up with Kieran because he's, he's off. He's off to past his new Bruce. He is, yes. He's heading up to the final up North York Railway. Railways. been there since he left school, left school prematurely. And now he's going to be the operation manager of the Strathspey Railway that runs uh, from Avimar up in the uh, Highlands to be the uh, the fat controller himself. Yeah. <laughs> so, it was a bit sad he won't be around. But, I thought uh, he'd put a bit of weight. I want to saw him on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, nothing. normally say television makes you look a bit shorter. I think <laughs> it is, but I don't <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's going up there. So I think he's got there. I think one thing he's planned to do is uh, obviously for a little bit of success with their beer trains. Yeah. You know, I think he's going to introduce the beer festival uh, up there as well. So yeah. that's keep I think I think they already do one up there because I know that line well because I've been spent many um, Februarys up there skiing. We used to stay in Bortergarten, and obviously that line goes from Abbeymore. Actually, goes a bit further now. It goes up to um, it's called Broom Hill. Which yeah. I think they I think they did some Harry Potter film in there as well. So there's a nice link there for uh, Kieran as well. And I think they are on about taking it all the way to Grand Town because the track's actually laid now. There's a yeah. bridge I think they've got to sort out. So it's a fantastic. I mean, well, not that different from North Yorkshire Moors. In a way, it's quite it's quite similar. It's stunning scenery. 
um, but it's, it's quite a long way north. And I think I mentioned the Nick. Um, there's a couple of good pubs in Aviemore, uh, the Winking Owl, the old boat, the old Bridge Inn, and then in Boat Garden there's the Boat Hotel. You're right, literally on the railway station, which has got a bit posh now. Um, yeah, yeah. They used to have quite a nice villagers bar at the side, which I used to go in. But it's, it's quite still quite nice. It's quite a nice place to go and, and have a drink. And uh, so yeah, so I wish Kieran best luck. We might catch up with him then in a future episode and um, speak to some of the pubs up up there. So uh, and Nick, you were you? I think you went to the the uh, Mountain Festival on Saturday. Did you say? Saturday lunchtime. Yeah, that's why I'm just tucked into a pot pie for anybody who's watching on YouTube. Got uh, myself sat just opposite uh, the uh, Yorkshire Pudding or the Malton Brewery. So they had their Morton Brewery on, they had the Yorkshire pudding beer on as well, but I had the um, White Wall Golden Ale. Uh, it was very nice. The only problem was it was one of them flexible little plastic glasses. So I've uh, made a mental note to myself, if I could take my own beer mats out, I might start taking my own polycab <laughs> and uh, glass with me next time. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's always a bit difficult to, to, to grab hold of it. Uh, so, yeah, it, it was good. Um, there did seem to be a lot of people drinking, to be honest with you. I yeah. mentioned this to you early on, Mike. Um, the weather wasn't great. It wasn't warm, warm, uh, ticking over. Um, but yeah, yeah, it was, uh, it was all right. I've got to say, Nick, so that was Yorkshire beer, wasn't it, Nicky? On there, oh, the pie is a pie from one the, that one behind. No, that's not. That's yeah. So a pie no, place behind. No, that 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 was that, that was a one pound seventy pot pie. So that wasn't too bad at all, actually. <laughs> uh, I think that was the I can't remember what they were called. They are traditional butchers, uh, but not based in Moulton, so they had a stand. So I went there, and as I say, there was there was another one around the corner, four quid for a pot pie. I thought no chance. Yeah. Um, so yeah, for one pound seventy, that was it. Was all right, was that one? Good stuff. And it reminds me actually, there was a little bit of a Twitter uh, what it what didn't quite go viral, but there's one or two uh, other other uh, I think I said what's word yeah people who do stuff like you. <laughs> there's a little bit of a Twitter kind of uh, roundup about people taking their own beer mats. To pubs <laughs> and you're not alone, Nick. Apparently, and I know Mappy Man, who we mentioned a few times, he mentioned that, uh, uh yeah, one, one of the guys in Malt Travel did it, so uh, you're not alone. There's quite a few doing that, yeah. So, man, right, I'm down, yeah, I was telling about Nick, and apparently, his dad does that with his family, <laughs> yeah, 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 it's, you know, <laughs> right. Being you, so it's been a while, so I've just put a few bits of bits. I know Bruce, you've been sending me quite a few, I've kept a few perhaps the next episode, so there's a few. I don't know where you, you guys saw this one. Um, actually, I thought I, I saw this in a pub where this was a guy who apparently claims to have visited every pub in the UK, all 50,000 of them, which feels a little bit like a, a long story to me. Uh, and I don't believe it, was, it was in the mirror. I don't know how old this is, but he was claiming these are the 50 pubs that are the worst. He's round from Britain. These are the pubs that he, he said you should go to. And I've just named a few of them for those on YouTube because one or two of them link with us. So his number one buy is the Oxford Bar in Edinburgh. I think we've mentioned that a couple of times. I think we've all been in there. Uh, Split Chip, yeah. Bruce, in Newcastle. I, that's that's not one for me, but I don't know about you. No, know it. it's, it's very close to Eldon Square. I've just heard about the Split Chip for the first time this weekend. It's a bit of a spit and sauce pub, but nestled away in a, near Eldon Square. Uh, and apparently it's got a great selection of ales on, great atmosphere. It's going to go looking for it next time we're there, yeah. Yeah, and then number five was Mother Shipton's Inn in, in Nesborough, which you're going to think oh. you mentioned quite recently, didn't you? It's a bit of a find, yeah, you, you yeah. found that. Uh, the Birchall in Beckhall, in fact, we mentioned that oh, one yeah. with Kieran's episode, because that's just off of North Yorkshire Moors. House of Trembling Manners in York, which he mentioned in all three, probably, York podcasts. And then oh, one yeah. nearer to me, which I don't know, Nick, you might have been here, the Stroppy Fly in Oldland, which is on the, um, it's on the, 
uh, Union Canal, the uh, Strops Union Canal. It's, a, again, a fantastical canal pub right next to a lock. So that's one name. Okay. So, you know, worth, worth, worth uh, just some of those, again, as, as interesting that we've talked about. But, yeah, I'm not quite sure about visiting 50,000 pubs. I need to read. I didn't really read it. I you can't really read it on the screen there about what how long it took him or whatever. But anyway, there we go. Uh, Bruce, this, I don't know. Have you, have you, we've mentioned the um, Spark. York previously, I know you gave it kind of mixed reviews, which is kind yeah, of one of these big container places, isn't it? Better, yeah. yeah, and apparently Turning Point uh, Bruco now we've got a um, an outlet there as well, obviously oh, yeah. Disco King. We've mentioned that a couple of times on past podcasts. So don't know whether you've been in recently, but that uh, it was actually Sean from the Maltins was tweeting that a couple of weeks ago, saying that he'd been up there, and it was great to see Turning Point. Um, yeah, who are please. That are quite, you know, um, it's to stay for another three years, apparently. And I have to say, yeah. they have tied it up. It was, I mean, it, living in York, there's been huge controversy about it. it was, all the shipping containers and people said it was an eye stop, and the, the reluctantly made it look a bit tidier. But inside now, it's well lit, there's lots of neon. Uh, there's loads of places to sit now, it's a lot tidier, it feels yeah. a lot nicer. And there are loads of little bars. I mean, next time you come, I'll have to go. I mean, the trouble is, there is a constant queue to get in here now, yeah, it's incredibly yeah. popular. But if you come, there's a great choice of food and drink. And I have to say, uh, if I was trying to get the Frango Eduardo Piri Piri Chicken is to die for. Uh, but yeah, so well, Bruce, if, if you still remember what the building was there originally. Yeah, they should have renovated that, the uh, aeroplane wing factory. It was bad. a unique classic building. Yeah. It, was, it was, yeah, you know, to say they were, they were manufacturing aircraft or gliders in the centre of York. And uh, it produced... Uh, a majority of the actual gliders that were used in World War II um, that were actually used in Arnhem and stuff like that. You know, and the fact that the Air Museum said, you know, we want to take it on, we want to take the building exactly, on, turn yeah. it to museum, uh, to say around and say, no, we're going to knock it all down and get rid of it and put a lot of shipping containers there instead. It was madness. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And of course, like in Newcastle, for example, they had Stack. Um, Stack was much tidier than Spark, a smack bang of the city centre. Um, it was kind of underpinned by Heineken, so although there were lots of independent traders there, uh, I think um, they all sold Heineken beers. There were craft keepers, but they had to Heineken yeah. on the back. Uh, yeah. But that's just closed suddenly. Uh, and the argument, one of the big arguments was, well, as well as development, we have a lot of empty shops, so uh, I think these guys, they've had two or three years to trade, get some trade. Now they go to an empty shop, pray, pop rates, and, you know, and that's it. I've got people like about Spark, really. I mean, Market Street in York is just full of empty shops now. These guys could go into theirs. I'm sure they could now and uh, fill some of those. And while they're getting these cheap rents and paying cheap rates, uh, they're not going to leave there. And of course, a lot, a lot of pubs and cafes and restaurants are understandably saying, well, it's a level playing field, is it? Taking yeah. trade away from us. So it's, it is still quite controversial, but uh, I think it's going to be there for maybe two or three more years. Uh, but now, even now there's talk about removing it to York Central, York Central site. We're talking about York. We've got um, Johnny Depper in York tonight playing at the barbecue with Jeff Beck. There you go. He was in Newcastle only last week, so yeah, there you go. Yeah. Apparently, he spent fifty k in a in a oh, Newcastle yeah. curry house. Apparently, that yes. he he booked out for himself, and then this. But I think he spent most on beer by the sounds of it. He cleaned two bottles of oh, champagne he... that the curry house had been opened. His ex missus will be paying for it, won't she? Yeah, she's got ten million quid to burn through now. To the evil eye tonight. Apparently, after his concert, that's his favourite cocktail bar in the world. So, loads of people. I mean, 
If he was in the station hotel today, there were loads of people standing there, but I imagine he can't move. There were loads yeah, of people on the barbecue selfies, yeah. and I'm sure he can't move in the evil eye tonight. So, yeah, it's very tough. All right. So, uh, so, yeah, so turning point again is a Nesborough based brewery, which I think we mentioned a little bit back in our Harrogate Nesborough. Uh, I know we were going to Roosters that day, but I think we mentioned them. I think, Nick, last time me and you were drinking Disco King, was it in mm. the Green Dragon in Whitby? When we went into the little tap room, you know, the little kind of bar room there. Which there we go. Uh, okay, let's go on. Yeah, just again. Oh, since I think last time we met, we again we yeah. mentioned this brew a couple of weeks ago. Actually, um, news yeah. came through that Heineken uh, acts in the Caledonian Brewery up in Edinburgh. Uh, Duckers, etc. Been there for you know many many years. They're going to move all the brewing now to one of their other Heineken sites. Somewhere, I think Dumfries somewhere, they, they, or Dunbarton, I think it was. Dunbar, it, Dunbar on the bar. Dunbar, yeah. And again, some concern about the, these 200 people still working that brewery. And of course, you know, that's just going to, you know, take them out. I think we mentioned as well, there's been, we, I think we mentioned last time, Kellam Island had just, had just announced they were closing. Um, Cheshire Brew House, uh, they announced they are also closing. And Beatnik Republic, which is one of the Manchester craft breweries, um, they're closing as well. So I think we, we kind of talked last time about, you know, unfortunately, one of the one of the byproducts of maybe pandemic, COVID, energy, Ukraine. Um, unfortunately, and again, you know, a lot of the press that we came was saying, and we're going to come to cheap, uh, expensive beers in a minute. Um, there are some good breweries going, and listen yeah. to the Sheffield Hopcast the other day, and they, they talked a lot about Callum because obviously in Sheffield, you know, they're they're legends, aren't they? But not only that, as they were saying, Brew York, Brew Dog. So many brewer, breweries now were, were starting, now, went, went to Callum initially, um, and you know, and that's the, that's the challenge. Um, I think yeah. they talked a little bit about uh, things like you know Tesco, uh, sorry, not Tesco. Um, they were talking about that obviously Pale Rider had gone into uh, Weatherspoons, and when that's one of the things I know we've talked about, Nick, you've talked about it before, haven't you? That that's one of the challenges, you know, when you're trying to push out huge amount of beer. Um, for Weatherspoons, but often I guess a very cheap rate, so that you get your pump clip on the bar there. Uh, that was one of the challenges. So that was interesting. Um, although I did come up, I don't know. We, we've, we've caught, again, we've talked this. Oh no, well, let's talk about the eight pound pint. So you sent me this, Bruce, about two yeah. weeks ago, um, which oh, is really? weird because it's just making news again today, isn't it? It must be like one of those yeah. kind of you know, there's, there's no bloody voting or confidence today. So they apparently found this eight pound pint of beer in London, which I'm sure we could always find an eight pound pint. But let's go to any bloody hotel in London. Um, yeah. And again, this was run again in the mirror this week. Um, and again, they were on about it would cost you fifty quid now for just buying a round of six pints um, but again when you when you when you de- when you delve into it um this like actually lag, probably, isn't it? yeah yeah this actually came from a, a financial times uh yeah. review and they found that the price of the pint in 2008 was two pound 30 and actually the current average price of pint is three pound 95 when you average it across the whole country which is kind of what we've talked about isn't it you know yeah. we think four pound a pint is getting a bit bit over it um and they and they were but they were making the point that that's a 70 percent rise since 2008 when the last when the financial crash happened when a pint cost two pound 30 and then actually when you go a bit further into the article it then says that actually there are pubs in lancashire selling pints for one pound 79 so yeah. if you don't want eight pound pint, bugger off out of London. <laughs> go 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 have a pint in Lancashire. Uh, you know, and we've oh, talked. Supposed to be vouchers. Supposed to be vouchers. Yeah, and then this one is just in our one of our local papers. Actually, this this week. Um, this is again. I don't know about this. There's quite a few pubs doing this now. Basically, to save costs, you buy your own beer, or you go into this pub, you uh, you buy a little mini keg, and then each table got its own little hand pump. That you you link your keg up to, and, and there you go. You can serve your own beer. So it doesn't mention how much it is. 
Um, I think I mentioned that I, when I, last time I went to Wembley, um, I did one of these self-paw things where you, that was carling, unfortunately, but it's where you put your really, well, I don't know how they do it. You put your glass on this, down on the, on the table, and it fills it up from the bottom uh, with a pint of carling. So very, very um, weird. Yeah, so last uh, time I was in London last year, I noticed that there was a few pubs down there encouraging people to buy the five-litre mini kegs yeah, and just yeah. sit outside and share yeah. those on the table. Yeah, yeah. Which, yeah. to me, sort of defeats going to the pub, really. I mean, you may as well just oh, sit in the park yeah. with a five-litre mini keg, you know. Um, but, yeah, I suppose that it's it's easier for the service, you see, isn't it? You ain't got a steady stream of people keep going up to the bar and they've got five or six pints to be yeah. going at. But I can, remember, I can remember going to a pub in Bray, in Ireland, about 10 years ago that we're doing that. So, you know, we'll clip some here where you actually had a pump on your table and you, you bought a can of carry beer and you put it in. So anyway, but maybe that's the answer to, to solve solve the problem. So yeah, I mentioned I got one Jubilee picture. So as part of their kind of wander around the uh, wherever, let me let's move my hang on, let me move our pictures here. Um, I've got a picture here of Camilla and uh, and Charles in some new craft bar somewhere. Um, and again, we've been we've been talking about bank pints, haven't we? Because it's been a bit of a trend this this northeast thing where. Um, and there's a lovely pack of Camerons there. Um, I've actually got into this, the Hartley Pool Head, apparently they call this. Oh. And there's a, there's a really good article in Pellicle, actually, Pellicle magazine, which is kind of a bit of beery connoisseurs. But it's a really good article. And I, I, I guess we, we talked about this a little bit last time. But apparently it comes back from this, when all the steel works up in Teesside, in places like Hartley Pool and Middlesbrough. And obviously that when they change shift, um, you know, a thousand men would be walking out of the steelworks, And they were very thirsty because it's bloody hot work. And to, to kind of, get ready for this, the clubs and the pubs would simply pour out literally hundreds of half pints in, in pint glasses and then top them up yeah. as the men came in. But what that did was it creates this massive foamy head um, on top of yeah. the pint, which is where the bank pint, pint thing comes up. And and so then, for those on YouTube, there's a lovely picture of, the, of Prince Charles putting a rather funny face, which looks like he's got a kind of half bank pint there, doesn't he? <laughs> I think they're booking... Uh, Paddington alongside him. No, Paddington's not. No, that's uh, that's his wife. <laughs> She's wearing uh, Paddington's hat. Yeah, and of course the other <laughs> the other big news. Only things freezing now. Oh, come on! The other big news that we we must talk about is that we 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 went on the real airways for a while, didn't we? Uh, just before um, Witaf term, and oh, at yeah, that point, wow. my uh, my computer was just starting to freeze on the running. So um, yeah, so out of the blue, I got a a, a DM from a guy uh, who uh, does some radio work in Bradford. And said that he did a Bradford Community Radio, is it? Yeah, he did a podcast program. He picked the best podcasts and he shared those on the airways. And would we would be mine terribly if he played one of our clips? So he did, and it was the episode that we did uh, quite early on, actually, episode four, where we were talking about past pilgrimages. Um, and this one was actually talking about Ilkley and Otley and that and that neck of the woods, really. Um, and I know you. I listened to it on recording, Bruce. I know you listened to it live. I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we got fair. We got a fair. Uh, that clip, didn't we? It was went on for several minutes. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> let, let me just stop this year. Let, let me just see if I can. We've got. It looks like we've got to have a massive thunderstorm here. So I'm just wondering whether that's slightly messing me. Uh, my computer. Right. Up, but it's, uh, oh, there we go. That's better. Right. So there we go. So yeah. So if you do want to listen to a bit of the Malt Travel podcast on the airways, um, if you just Google um, Bradford Community Radio 106.6 FM. Um, and look for Pick of the Podcast Week. Uh, a guy called Mike Kelly, uh, Mike Kelly Roadshow, Mike Kelly Disco is his Twitter handle. Uh, he, uh, he he put that together for us. 
uh, gave us a good plug as well. So we'll we'll do likewise. And again, I think every week was it Tuesday, Bruce? Tuesday, midweek, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, midweek it was show, midday oh, show. He does a pick of the podcast every week, and uh, it was great to hear our podcast on live on the radio, which was very very nice. So let's crack on next. I think that's our being news done. So yeah. So as we said, the plan is we are going to carry on our A to Z pub crawls, and this week we're going to letters I, Q, and U. And I thought we'd had enough of Jack for a while, so I found them. I have to tell you, I'm getting amazed by this. There are that many bloody YouTube, bloody songs and channels that are doing this. Um, this lot are from Australia. Um, this is called uh, what are they called? They're called the uh, the Bounce Patrol. Yeah, from Australia. And this is this is Ailsa. And there's a whole group. They just they they make a living just doing YouTube videos. They do like animal animal alphabet. Ooh, A for ape, B for B. Uh, and there we go. So there's this is Elsa from the uh, Bounce Patrol giving us the letter I. So I think I kick off. As always, we've got a little bit of a um, slight variation what we all chose. So I we've talked about this beer so many times, and I think for most of us, I don't know, certainly for me, Nick possibly. But are you at Bruce? India Pale Ale would be my choice if I walked into a pub. Yeah, I know. Reliable choice, isn't it? India Pale Ale. Yeah. Um, and as we've said, there are some really good indie perils. There's all the kind of bloody East Coast, New Coast, West Coast. I even came across a French pale ale last week in Tenby, which I might mention in, uh, shortly. Um, but again, I, I said that I'd, I'd got some, I'd drank some all sops India pale ale a couple of weeks ago when they've, re, they've rebranded one of the first ones. And we talked a lot about Burton and, and Tadcaster. So so my eyes is quite a simple one. It's just basically India pale ale. And, and did you, did, were you aware? I didn't know this, that. Like most things these days, there is a bloody Pale Ale Day. So the 5th of August is now de designated as the <laughs> India Pale Ale Day. So um may well be abroad at that point, but I might try and find out some India Pale Ale. So I think we'd all probably, again, on a bar, if that was a choice, we'd probably all quite like an India Pale Ale, wouldn't they? Um, I'm trying to think what's which, which my choice would be. I guess, do we class... Um, we would class probably a uh, proper job as a pale ale, wouldn't we? India pale ale style. Yeah. I'm going to get away with it that. Is, yeah. It is, yeah. Yeah. Nick, your choice of pale ale. can't find it in little anymore. Yeah. I drank it all last the week. Uh, well, an IPA, you're classing, you can class Jaipur as an IPA. Yeah. You yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. that's what they, that's what they originally styled it. I prefer a fruity, fruity IPA rather than a citrus IPA. So I'd probably go Jaipur or any one of those. Mm. Like you say, there's so many being knocked out now, and sometimes some are good and sometimes aren't. So, yeah, yeah, Bruce, your choice might be. I think the Leeds Brewery Pale is fantastic. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, that is absolutely delicious. Yeah, good stuff. So, that was my eye. So, I kicked that one off. So, let's move on. I can't remember which order I've done this in now. So, ah, Bruce, you were next. You picked a place. I did, Ilkley, Ilkley, for loads and loads of reasons. Uh, not just because of the brewery cost, the uh, brewery two breweries, aren't there? It's fantastic. Uh, what is that? Well, there's, there's Wolfdale and there's Ilkley. Of course, Wolfdale. Um, yeah, which Wolfdale equated in Ilkley then? Yeah, yeah, it's behind the, the, the flying duck, isn't it? Is it? Are you sure the brewery's there? Yeah. I never knew that, you know. Bloody hell. You need to listen to some podcasts, mate. We talked about that in podcast four. Well, I can have into Flying Duck. Every time I go to it, it's always closed. Uh, so I was there uh, there last week and um, Flying Duck was closed. It was very disappointing. We had to go into Weatherspoons, which was nice. But anyway, but Ilkley, I said, like you rightly said, uh, recently won a, a poll of the best place to live 
North England, and it's heavily so, really. I mean, it's just a cracking town, and consequently, uh, brewery. <laughs> After which, I, did, I thought it was brewed nearby, but actually didn't really. So they do a tour as well. Uh, but I said, yeah, and Michael, I'm talking on YouTube, he's highlighted all the great things about it. Yeah. There's a three little duck pub in the top left. That's a cracking pub. There's a full range of Wharfdale beers. See what it says also, on the wall uh, there, Bruce. Small. See it says on the ball there. It says Wharfdale Brewery <laughs> on the wall of the pub. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Have, I still didn't realise it was a brewery tapped on. I mean, all the times I've been there. Um, but yeah, it's a great little pub, isn't it? And I said they do support the little kid, they're big rivals as well to each other. Uh, it's got Lishman's. Uh, Ten pound a person for the brewery the, tour. Is it? Yeah. You get samples. Uh, Lishman's yeah. is the Queen's preferred butcher in the uh, north of England. I was there on um, Monday. Um, we went to the uh, uh, Cow and Calf, the Cow and Calf, the two famous rocks which uh, uh, look over the town. Uh, it's a good steep road up there. Uh, and then when you get there, it's really easy to navigate path, actually, and it's just two rocks that side by side. But some stunning uh, views uh, over uh, over Waftail there. Absolutely uh, fantastic views for miles around. Vintaging uh, up so, there, bro, isn't there? Yeah, I didn't know it was a vintage mm. because it's, it's, not, it's not got the vintage in branding, has it? It's very great. Well, uh, is that called the cow and calf up there? Is it the yeah. pub called cow and calf? Yeah. The, 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 once again, vintage is it Mitchell and Blood or is it the other ones? But they've, yeah, they, they start to rebrand and move some away from the obvious vintage making them slightly like posh pubbing or something like that. So whether that's what they've done with that one. Once upon a time, like you say, you could spot them a mile off, really, but uh, not so much now. But it's always popular. I've always very busy. Yeah, yeah, the rest of vintage. I said I did have a stunning Lishman's breakfast sandwich there last Monday for four pound. It was packed full of their uh, Yorkshire Champion sausages, black pudding, stunning bacon. And they've actually uh, give the butchers a bit of a makeover as well. You can get the hot sandwiches about eleven o'clock. They've got a couple of picnic tables outside now, so that was absolutely fantastic. And then we headed up the hill. Uh, to the station. The station in Ilkley is smack bang in the centre of the town. You get off the train, then there's a max suspension at the end of the platform, and also this stunning little coffee shop, uh, La Stazione, which uh, is a really a sort of faithful uh, homage to the uh, old-fashioned coffee shops you see in all the uh, Italian railway terminuses. Uh, tables are packed together, stools, far Mikey basic, but the coffee, I'm not a huge coffee, but it's absolutely stunning in there, and it's thriving all day long, um, even though people the parents take the kids to the trains to go to various schools and private schools down the line. It's well served by the railway to Leeds and Bradford. Lots of posh little places on the way, Ben Ridding and Burley and Wharfdale and uh, Menston. Uh, lots of people come out the other way. And uh, the kids get off the train, you can't move in there. So say great for coffee, lovers and that's the only. Uh, great bakers there as well. Other butchers, um, Wilkinson's. It is a, it's got absolutely everything. And I have to say that Weatherspoons as well, um, uh, which is right opposite the Three Little Ducks pub, uh, was in good farm on Monday. Um, thankfully, those good, awful plastic screens have been taken down. The place was spotless. It was chock a block. They had a big range of beers on. Uh, a friend was drinking uh, Monkey Wrench at uh, two thirty nine a pint, which is insane. The other side, Monkey uh, Wrench. It's, it's the old cinema, isn't it, in uh, Ilkley, isn't it? Yeah. In the cinema. And, and could the front bit, the little bar bit at the front, actually still like the uh, kind of entrance to cinema, yeah. isn't it? There's a nice little seat in here yeah. and it's a bit more careful cabinets. Uh, yeah, I mean, me and Nick, I think we mentioned it in episode four, we spent a new year there, didn't we, Nick? Uh, and had some, mm. had some good times, actually, in that, in that spoons. Great range of beer. Bar Tat. They always have a good, yeah, local beers. Bar Tat, yeah. are, uh, that's one of the, um, what's it, chain, isn't it? The um, well, Market Town Market Tavern, yeah. Tavern chain. Um, I mean, we, we can mention the House of, uh, what's it, Friends of Ham. There's a Friends of Ham in, in Ilkley as well, yeah. which is great. Uh, what's that big one on the corner, Nick, that, on the crossroads that we were in? 
which is a, a bit, bit of a more of a I don't know more of a hotel type yeah. bar, but it's uh, well, know. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just, across, just down from Richmond, isn't it? And that was all right. Yeah. They had they had local beers. Like you say, both the beers, Ilkley and a Wharf Daily Grey. I probably I don't know Ilkley Mary Jane. You, you know, it's a pretty good beer, isn't it? Um, and Ilkley yeah. Blonde. I quite like the Wharfdale beers as well, though. They're, I do. Like the they're nice Blonde as well. Blonde. And yeah, so that's that's a pretty good choice. And I said, if you want a bit more detail back in episode four, we talked all about Ilkley, uh, which is the one that featured on the uh, Bradford Community Radio Pick of the Podcast. Nick, you've chosen a brewery. Mm. Isaac Poor, a classical name, isn't it? Mm. And it must be a classical name because it dates back to 1863. And they were grain producers. And um, they would grow the grain and then supply it to the maltsters. And then, obviously, um, they decided that they were going to diversify and start brewing themselves. Now, that didn't happen until uh, 2016, I think it was. And they're based out at Hustwaite, which is up in Hambleton. And they enjoyed when I... The, the most well-known one was their 1863. Now it seems they've just rebranded them uh, into sensible names like Best Bitter, Session IPA. They also do a Piccadilly Porter. And I think I mentioned this before again, that not Piccadilly in London, but Piccadilly as in uh, York, because whilst they were grain um, people, they were also importing guano from South America that was the first form of fertiliser. And so the guano was being brought in through the Humber, brought up the ooze, and it was being um, unloaded at the stave on the um, on the river ooze there, Bruce, near Piccadilly. So yeah. that's where their Piccadilly porter gets the name from. It seems and amazing. It's, that's beer. A... it's delicious, but you know, you, you don't see a lot of it about I'm just going to say the same, actually. Yeah. Yeah. You don't yeah. see it anywhere now, down here in the Midlands. Oh. Uh, and even in Yorkshire, you don't see that often, do you? You have to kind of know where to go. Um, and again, do they, they don't have any pubs with the Nick. I don't think they have any pubs themselves. No, no, I don't think so. And I say this is this, you know, with with the the the, the pubs that I go in 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 Round Moulton, who, who you know are part of a, I can't remember which what the name of the distribution company is now. It's not one of the big ones. It's it's a case of you know they can get it in, and if it's in, then you know, um, it's never on anywhere regular. But that's what I'm saying. If I walk and see it's on, I'll always have a pint of it because it's a case of get it when you can. And it's always in good condition. Once again, it's one of those beers that yeah. the, the whole range tends to be a bit lighter. And it tends to keep well. I mean, same we were on the Copper Dragon uh, on Sunday, weren't we, Bruce? And I've always said, you that know, Copper delicious. Dragon. I've never had a never had a bad pint of Copper Dragon because it seems to be a, a lot lighter beer. It seems to keep well in. It's you know sometimes it can be a little bit too fresh. Actually, it can be a little bit too lively. In fact, Steve mm-hmm. had a Wensleydale beer on uh up at the old Morton royal oak on on friday or saturday and that was very lively because it was very very pale very <laughs> straw colored so i was having to say that i'd be behind the bar I said you know just just let it settle just go easy when you pull it just like slacken the spark off a little bit yeah and that was lovely uh so yeah i said for to say you don't see it regularly but if you ever do see it on a pump give it a go because it's uh it's a nice it's a nice beer it's, it's consistent yeah and they they've also i don't know whether it's recently but they do gin as well don't they 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 do yeah. a, a Yorkshire gin or a London-based gin as well. So I'm just looking now. I think you can actually visit. You can actually visit the brewery, um, and again, they do tours and things. But like you said, there's and there's a shop on site. But um, yeah, they don't seem to have any any uh, 
any pubs themselves. So interesting. Now, again, is you know, are they going to survive? I guess they've been going since 1863 um, and probably have quite a diverse, you know, uh, kind of business. So, yeah, well, they're, they're, I mean, their biggest trade is still, is still their grain. Yeah. The, yeah. the grain, grain grows and grain manufacturers. Yeah. It's like they say, they sell the seed to the farmers. The yeah. farmers then <laughs> grow the seed and then they buy the grain back. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I think we got. I just lost you a bit at the start of that, Nick. So I think the third maintenance has been a bit up and down. So, um, I think we got. Uh, it was only about a minute or so. So again, apologies if anybody's listening because I'm I'm recording at my end. So you might just get a bit of a, a Daleky sound at the start there. But right, let's move on to letter Q. And oh, we've got Jack back. Look, I thought we we can't not have Jack back. So here's Jack again with the letter Q. So I think ah, Nicholas, it's you again. Yes. Well, this is this is one of those situations where. You know, sadly, so many villages and, and places are losing the pubs, never to be resurrected. And I'm afraid what happens sometimes is they are bought uh, as takeaway places and they don't last very long. I'm thinking about a couple of places in the Cotswold where this sort of happened. They had some traditional pubs and then they were taken over by either Thais or Chinese or and then you go back next time and, you know, they're not there anymore and the pub is in the right state. Um, but the Queen said in the Mother Bee, it was a very traditional pub. I used to go playing pool there, in fact. But it was always, you know, fairly quiet. I mean, the Mother Bree is a small village and you've got Swinton butted up right against it. Pub in Swinton as well. So barely enough trade uh, for one pub with a population that they have, let alone for two. And I'm afraid it was a Queen's Head that, uh, as a pub, once a long-term landlord there had um, decided to retire, its future was very, very iffy. But fortunately, a couple bought into it to establish a Chinese restaurant. And the other thing is, it's a very good Chinese restaurant as well, but they kept the right-hand side as a traditional bar. Now, it's handy for them because when people are coming for takeaways, it means they can go and sit in there. Um, but also, they have real ale on. So they favour the Pennine, uh, Pennine Brewery. So they always have a couple on from Pennine, mainly the Amber Nectar, uh, Amber Nectar, should I say, and they often have Hair of the Dog on as well. But I say the Chinese, the food is, 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 is excellent, which is why it has survived as a Chinese restaurant and takeaway as well. Uh, but it's so nice to be able to sit down with a nice plate of Chinese food and have a, a real pint as well, a proper, proper, uh, proper real ale along, along with it and reasonable price as well. As I say, we don't tend to go for takeaways, but once again, it would be nice to go in there, wait for your takeaway and have a pint of real ale as well. So, yeah, Queen's Head in a mother bee. Very good. And I think I'm just there's a link there because I mean it's right next to BATA, which is a, a big grain kind of hauliers and agricultural thing, isn't it? I'm just looking at that building. I, I, obviously, we I've always known it as a pub, but looking at that, that doesn't like it was built as a pub, does it? it looks like it was built yeah, either yeah. as a, a large house or it's even got a bit of station about it, but the railway was a bit further away, wasn't it? In Mother B. I know there was a railway there, but a bit further down the line. But it's an interesting building, isn't it? And I'm, I'm just trying to find I've not been able to find anything, anything about the building. Um, I might have to do a bit more digging about that as well. Um, I'll tell you what, the other thing was, I, the, the the next village, well, not the next village, but one up the road, Slingsby, um, that's getting, the grapes there is getting some cracking write-ups in national papers about mm. being, you know, one of the best pubs in Yorkshire. So don't know what they, I mean, I haven't been in for years. And Nick, I think you've been a bit more recently than nothing, Bruce. You've is been a, that is it? The, the, the landlord who has it now is a collector of brewery area. So, yeah. yeah, last time I was in there, I was marvelling at some of the stuff he had in there because uh, I was jealous of three or four bits and pieces he had. And so I was talking to the long, young lass behind the bar and she said, oh, yeah, um, you know, he, he collects this stuff. And I said, you know, 
there's quite some valuable stuff just dodging yeah. around there. But yeah, the yeah. last time we went in, it's taken them a heck of a long time to turn it round because yeah. once again, the Greats was a bit of a locals pub and there's nothing wrong with that. But I think they were trying to move it in a different direction. Uh, that said, then COVID came along. So that, you know, would obviously hit you as well. Um, so yeah, I think it's more of a food pub. I say me and Jackie just called and we've been for a walk around Castle Howard and called in just to have a peruse the menu. And we said, yeah, we'd definitely come back, um, which we haven't done yet. But yeah, make a point of it. Certainly now we're getting into some of the months and the, yeah, the weather and yeah. the, the weather's a bit nicer. So yeah, it's worth a look in, definitely. Well, like you say, I mean, these are on kind of what what call the street villages. So almost every village along along that uh, that route there towards Hovingham and then to Hemsley has got a pub in it, hasn't it? Um, and there are some quite good pubs. Like, like you say, Motherby had two. Um, uh, Ovingham has still got two, hasn't it? Because it's got the, the malt shovel and the, um, what's the big one called? Yeah, no, it's, it, it's not, man. well, it's not, it was a malt shovel. They've now changed its name, and I'm afraid the person who had it, um, he's tried to go more like the Black Swan at Olstead and put his prices up very, very significantly. And I know somebody who lives in Ovingham said, you know, nobody goes in there yeah. now. Uh, yeah. It's someone who's making a living. Uh, yeah, you still got the Worsley Arms with Worsley the Arms. behind yeah. in uh, in Hovingham. Sadly, uh, the Creswell is no more in um, Appletonley Street after Rory from Chapter Two, who I go in Chapter Teddy, Two quite Teddy, often now. Teddy, see what you say. Say what? <laughs> Had a fire. Had a fire. Yeah, yeah. Sadly, yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, it's, um, yeah. Very, very sad because it has so much potential, but the problem now is it's going to cost so much to repair yeah. that it's yeah. it's really not viable, really. Uh, it's probably going to be one of those places that eventually it's going to be knocked down simply because, you know, it was so badly damaged and uh, the cost, he was telling me, what are you, you're looking at six figures, uh, well, other six figures. So, yeah, it, it is a shame. Um, but there we are. These things happen. Okay, so that's I've just been looking at the pictures of the grapes. On uh, it looks absolutely fantastic. Yeah, it's a massive it? refurb, and I say uh, he's got the right. Bar. I mean, obviously, there's a there's a caravan site in a quite a big caravan site in Slingsby, and there's obviously Castle Iwood at the door there. But yeah. it's a bit kind of it's what is it nine ten miles out of Molton, so it's kind of a you know it's yeah. a bit too far to drive, isn't it? And have a drink or whatever and bike out there. But you know, honestly, I've seen it in so many magazines and papers recently and, and websites saying it's one yeah. of those pubs, you know, good Yorkshire pubs. So so I, I thought we might we I thought always might have a few more Queen's heads because it's quite a common name, but yeah, maybe when you start thinking about what they're like, um, maybe not. I was trying to think that we don't have any of them around here. So it's a bit weird really. Um right, well I I've cheated slightly here. Because I was trying to find a queue, as I said, it was quite it was quite challenging this one. So I'm being a bit annoyed because what I'm trying to do is, is promote that the, my recent trip to Sulcum and uh, the blog that I've written up and, and posted, and also the next podcast will be about Sulcum, which is down in Devon. And Quirkus uh, were were based in Kingsbridge, which is the town just outside of Sulcum, which again I mentioned quite a lot in my little uh, run down the South Hams, um, and I think they kind of kicked off down that end of the country, this kind of the idea of small brewery. And of course, uh, more recently, Salkin Brewery have kind of taken that on um, and one or two other breweries locally as well, uh, Torquay, uh, um, Otter. Um, so there's a, really, there's a really good kind of brewing um, culture down there. We mentioned last time Salkin had just been taken over uh, recently and have expanded. So Quirkus Devon Ales uh, were fairly short-lived. 
Um, Shingle Shingle Bay was one of the, the beers they produced. I, I think I did drink some of their beers um, when I went into Devon a few years ago. Uh, but I say it's more a plug for the next podcast, which will be about drinking the South Ham. So a bit naughty than me, really. I like one. the labels. Yeah. The labels are nice. And then, nice and then Bruce, work. you've revisited again. You, we, we're going back here to episode six, Absolutely. where we talked about the Pennine. In fact, we did the Pennine in L. Trail twice, didn't we? We did it once when we were kind of all bored, shitless in lockdown, and then we actually yeah. did it for for, for real uh, last right. last uh, last Christmas when we were out there in the thick of it. So back we didn't venture episode... off the station, though, did we? No, no, we didn't. No, uh, back. Well, we, I think we because we did it the wrong way. Well, not the wrong way around, but we ended up there, didn't no, we? And you were you, moaning you, about having to get home, Nick, and text. No, you you were morning. You wanted to go home. <laughs> Well, you, I was only you, thinking you, about you, five minutes. You, you were nearer to home than we were. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. on the Transpennine Rail Trail, as, as you all hopefully know, uh, at one end is Staley Bridge. And Staley Bridge is not just has the finest buffet bar in the world, but also is unique. In the, it has two very uh, Guinness record book pubs, Bruce. So you'd better explain to us. What, well, what, well, we have both the pub with the longest name in the world, which is the old 13... <laughs> Cheshire, Cheshire, Astley volunteers. I can't read the rest. Right, rifleman, rifle, rifleman corps, Corp. which costs the longest. How many letters is that? Then it's also the the Q in. Uh, now in these pictures, it was a Hyde pub. I'm not sure it still is, uh, but it's. Uh, I've been look at the one there. It's turned a fun pub now. Was the Q in? But yes, it's astonishing that that little town. Uh, then tried you got the pub with the longest and the shortest names. Yeah. Here's have a temporary sign outside of the queue in, and as long as I love this sign, we need to go visit and check this yeah. out. Yeah. If I, I, I had a quick look at it, and apparently they've got the, got the blue pack on the wall, which says in 1995, the Guinness Book of Records did come and certify that it is the shortest pub name yeah. in the United Kingdom. Um, and again, I you looked at Foursquare, which again is quite a good, obviously quite a good uh, little kind of review for pubs. It said a good alternative. So usually hammered stuff, uh, buffet bar, which is true because when we went, it was hammered. It was absolutely heaving, wasn't it? And we should have it, didn't it? Because this is quite close to the stage. It's, it's literally just down the road. Yeah. So uh, we probably could have walked out there and gone to the Q pub uh, rather than going to Staley Bridge. So, and it said it's well worth well worth a visit. I think we say worth a tick again if you do Staley Bridge. I, I remember right, they're quite close together as well, these two pubs. They're, they're not a million miles from each other as well. So... Uh, so, there. so Nicholas, you were, you were waving some salt air beer at us a minute ago. I'm on a mm. cup of tea today because I'm I'm drying out from last week in Tempe. So, and Bruce will be drinking because it's kind of got a why in the day. So, uh, come on then. What you what, what should take us? So it seems. Well, I, I thought obviously we're doing the podcast tonight, so I had to call in our local Morrisons, and yeah, they had quite a new, uh, nice range again. So I'm on the salt air Titus tonight, which is a Yorkshire bitter, a three point nine. So yeah, a bitter beer. How much are uh, them in Morrisons? Quite refreshing. So the range between one eighty-five and two pound a bottle now, but obviously mm. you buy four and you get your three. You yeah. get the cheapest free. So uh, buy buy three, get one free sort of thing. So oh, you know. So even if you buy four at um, four at two quid a, a bottle, you, you're getting four bottles for six quid. So mm. it's still working out one one fifty a bottle in it. Because still, so still- they, had, they had a good range. They had. Uh, the salt air, they had plenty of offset. Um, they had uh, I got a Rudgate, Rudgate Pale, never seen that one before. Uh, interesting. Uh, a couple of Wharfdale ones as well. So, yeah. So, that was our letter Q. So, we've had a couple of pubs and a brewery. So, our last letter this week oh, sorry, that was just the Watts pub there that we just made that point about 
Um, the shortest name and the longest name, so I should have put that on before. Uh, the letter is Jackie, and with the letter U. So again, interesting. We both Bruce and I chose the same uh, word, but for different reasons. Um, and Nick is going to take us a little bit overseas for his choice for you, which again was quite another challenging one, wasn't it? So um, Bruce and I are both going to choose the same word, and the word Nicholas is going to be unicorn. Unicorn. So Bruce has chosen a brewery. And I have chosen a pub of, of the names. So again, Bruce, you've chosen the Unicorn Brewery, which are aka Robinson's Brew, which we did talk about a couple of weeks ago, didn't we? Yeah, and sadly, we'll never get to visit him now. Yeah. Apparently, it was a great brewery tour because uh, uh, Robinson's have sold the site as it's going to make huge apartments because Manchester, you understand, has the fastest rising property prices in Europe. Uh, and this would make stunning. Uh, Apartments, um, because on the main line at Stockport, but yeah, apparently, it was a great brew to Robinson's, great beers, they had a really reasonable meals. I would all plan to go, but sadly, the tours have gone. Uh, I think they haven't quite stopped producing ale yet, but they're moving to a soulless out of town brewery, aren't they? Uh, yeah, they've, they've already got the brewery. Well, they're not, it's, it's near the M60, um, uh, um, a bread brewery, that's it, which is a bit uh, around the corner when you've gone under the arches. Have uh, you gone the M60 around the corner near Ashton the Lime? They've actually got that settled because they, they do their bottling and canning there already. Um, but they're, they're claiming logistics, you know, because this is very much a, a traditional town centre brewery isn't it i understood that there's going to be a little bit of a kind of footprint left there from what i read there's still going to be possibly a visitor center um and obviously the, the, the you know the very um the very unique building is going to stay as well but like you say i think it's going to be a mix of retail uh housing uh and and but i i, I thought i read that there was going to be still not brewing but an, a, a beery experience i think they're calling it unless unless the travelers get in there like they did with the mitchell's brewery and completely wreck it <laughs> Yeah. So as the couple of pictures that we've got on YouTube here of the of the plant, which again does, you know, it's a typical Victorian tower red brick brewery. Do you know why it's called Unicorn Brewery, Bruce? No, I don't. Uh, it's because when Frederick Robinson, um, he actually bought the U the Unicorn Inn in 1849 in Stockport yeah. and began brewing. And they just kept the name and, and expanded and expanded. Um, again, they're a fairly regional brewery. Um, Lancashire, Cheshire, Greater Manchester. You don't get much Lake in the Lake District. Yeah, a lot in the Lake there. District. Yeah, yeah. We, they don't go east very much. You don't get many in, in York way, do you? No, you don't. You don't. It's true. No, but like Sam Smith in a way. Still a family brewery, sixth generation. The Robinsons still running the club. So it's it's one. Of, it's in the Michael Prott's book about the you know the family brewers. Uh, they have two hundred fifty pubs. Um, and as you said, they're they're moving to their new location, um, and they think that'll be doing by uh, 2025 is when they'll move out completely to the new new brewery. So, like you say, maybe a chance if we get to Stockport. We, we've talked about trying to get to Stockport because apparently it's a really good uh, pub crawl yeah. now around the town centre. And maybe your buggers are always going off on holiday. You're never around, do you? Well, you work too many weekends as well, so uh, oh, well, we'll, that's we'll have to try. some of us got to work in this. Country, we do need you know? to plan a couple of. I mean, we, we had a couple of good summer, summer, summer jobs last year, didn't we? Uh, around York and out to Nashville, yeah. so we definitely do need to plan a couple uh, this year as well. So Bruce's choice was a brewery. Now I'm sticking with Unicorn, but I'm choosing a pub. So a pub in Stoke-on-Trent, or to be more precise, in the big oh. town, which is Hanley. So those of five, six towns fame. So again, it's six towns, not five, as Arnold Bennett wrote about. Uh, Hanley is what we call the big town. It's not technically the, the kind of mother town, because that was Burslem, and not technically the... Uh, the, the, the city town, because that's Stoke, but Anley's where the CBD is, where the big shops are, 
Well, there aren't many big shots to finish now. Um, but tucked away on the main Piccadilly, again, a little bit like in York, is the Unicorn Inn, which is just a bog standard, really cracking little traditional boozer full of brasses, full of uh, Toby jugs, and as you can see from the pictures, red bonquets. So it's just a small pub that does, that just does beer uh, and drink and not much else. It's opposite the Theatre Royal. So that's really handy. So it's also full of pictures of people who've been at Theatre Royal and, and put shows on or whatever. Um, and again, it's really nice. You can go there. We, in fact, I, we go in there for a pre-drink. We don't tend to go in the theatre. We go in there. They have a bell in there that tells you when the theatre's about to start. You can pre-order your drinks for half time as well. So oh, it's cool. just a cracking little boozer. Uh, oh, yeah. Nick, I think I've taken you in there. Um, it's quite, it's one room with that little annex at the back there. Um, we I mm-hmm. tend to sit where that cannon is in the window there in that front little bar. It can get quite busy. There's a little bit of sitting area now. That whole area now has become pedestrianised and it's got lots of kind of, it's a couple of craft bars, craft bars um, and restaurants on there as well. And again, it's recently, it's back in, uh, been in the papers because after many, many years, it's back into the Good Beer Guide for the first time for oh, about yeah. 10 years. And an interesting story really in that the landlady, uh, Tracy, who actually began as a cleaner, about 15 years ago, then became the, the, the barmaid and then has recently actually taken the pub over. And as you can see there, normally have a, a range of beers on. So um, is that is that Dizzy Blonde? No, it's not Dizzy Blonde, is it on there? Yeah, Dizzy, Dizzy Blonde is, is Robinson's. Dizzy Blonde, they always bass, have bass yeah. on. Yeah. And I love this. It's, it's a bit like the Sam Smith's version for a pub in Anley. Uh, this is Landlady Tracy said, I don't have swear in the pub. No boisterous behaviour. It's a friendly place and we only have background music. No fruit machine so people can talk. I want you to be somewhere you can bring your nan and feel safe and have fun. So Nick would, would, would take her. it to Weatherspoons, but me and Bruce would take it to the, the Unicorn Inn in Anderley. Yeah, yeah. So again, if you want a traditional town boozer and there ain't many left in Stoke on Trent now, the Unicorn is a really good one to go to. So it's just off the, the big kind of central shopping area opposite Theatre Royal. So definitely worth a step in for, you know, a, a pub like pubs like we when we were kids used to be like, really. Um, and uh, no, no frills, just just really good. There's always good crack in there. There's always a, quite a lot of different people. Depends on what's in the theatre, of course. So it might be ballet, it could be opera, it could be rock, it could be pantomime. So you always get like a, a, an interesting uh, change and quite a few shoppers on a Saturday going there as well. So uh, a crazy pub. And then Nicholas, you're going to finish us off with again a nice little, nice little different one, really, because you're taking us over to Prague. Mm. My Czechoslovakian is very good, so I don't know quite how it's pronounced, but I'm going to say "ooh flecku." <laughs> so it was one of those. It was one of those spur of the moment things. Well, it wasn't really. We were supposed to be going to Venice. Me and the other half were supposed to be having a romantic weekend in Venice, and we got to Leeds Bradford Airport, and we went to check in and they said oh can you come back in an hour's time and we said why we want to check in oh no can you come back in an hour's time so we went back in an hour's time they said oh can you come back in 20 minutes why well can you come back in 20 minutes but we're supposed to be checking in come back in 20 minutes anyway they eventually announced that the Italian uh, air traffic control had gone on strike so I'm sorry folks you're not going to uh, Venice all the flights are being cancelled this was oh, be going about 20 years ago now so it was really before we all had the internet on our phones so we said, well, what we're going to do? We've got three days holiday because we're all going to go on for a long weekend. Obviously, Jet 2 said, yeah, you'll get your money back. So I went up to the counter, said, where else can you offer us? And they said various places, but uh, to book with them at the desk was far, far more expensive than actually doing it online. So 
it was in those days, once again, that in the airport, you had two or three terminals where you used to go and put your pound coins in, connecting the internet. So I said, right, let's go and see where there is. I said, do you fancy Prague? Once again, 20 years ago, this was really before the stag and the Hindus really mm-hmm. started to hit Prague. So I knew it was a very, very cheap place. And once again, 20 years ago, before most of the decent Prague beer had been bought out by the big um, breweries. And uh, obviously, a lot of the beer is now a shell of its former self, including the breweries like Starabor and, and all those sort of places. So we managed to book two flights, return flights uh, with Jet 2, cheaper than the flights were going to be to Venice. Uh, went and then found the accommodation. Oh, and I had about 20 minutes left of my... Oh, hello. No, I had on, about 20 on. minutes left of uh, my internet access. So I thought, right, let's just have a quick look to see where I want to go. And the first place I landed upon was Oufleku, Prague's 500-year-old brewery. Yeah. Now, quoting Mark Dredge, he says, the chunky mug of almost black beer, complete with custard-thick foam, is stumped onto the table in front of you as the server scratches pencil ticks on your beer mat, helping both you and he keep count of how many you've had. This is the only beer they make at Ufleku, a Prague pub that's been brewing beer since 1499. But the beer is so good that you'll quickly forget that other beers exist. And at the bottom it says they may serve only one beer at Ufleku, but when it's one of the world's greatest dark beers, the lack of choice is understandable. And the beer advocate gave it 94 out of 100 and then classes as outstanding. So I'm pleased to say we touched down in Prague, found our hotel very quickly, and I said to Jackie, I'm going to take you to the historical building because this is one of your absolute classic beer halls. In fact, they've got eight beer halls. They've got eight different areas within this huge, massive, great warehouse-type, bar-type place. Once again, when we were there, it was very, very quiet because I think it was early on in the week, and I basically just went for a wander. Found the brewery downstairs. They have a little shop there. Um, if you go on TripAdvisor and things like that now, um, some people aren't too happy because they reckon the bar staff are very much in terms of keep bringing you drinks. Uh, I mean, all you've got to do is say, no, I don't want any more. And they seem to also serve a, a herbal aperitif as well, which some people make out, we thought it was free and then we'll charge for it. Well, once again, now it's free in this world, is it? Mm-hmm. Um, but as I say, it was it was my, my first experience of a classic uh, beer hall uh, and in terms of the beer itself, dark lager, as you'll know from previous pods, you know, uh, I like my real ale, but I also don't mind going down the route of the porter or just brown bread, cocoa, dried fruit and colour. Uh, it was uh, it was a very, very uh, uh, outstanding beer. And we had a very many time in Prague that weekend. And in fact, when we got back, I claimed uh, compensation on the hotel that we missed out in Venice and ended up about 150 quid in pocket as well. So that was Prague. Uh, Been back since then, and as I say, sadly, when we went back last time, it was for the Christmas markets, but like a lot of these places, uh, all good things come to end. It got very much more commercialised. There was the uh, worst of our uh, great British drinkers out on the streets, um, but yeah, Prague is still a, a nice place to go to, a, a classic place to look around, and you can still find out a bit like York. If you look hard enough, you can still find those little little bars that uh, almost take you back in time two, three, or in this case, five hundred years. So Ufleku, if I'm pronouncing it correctly. 
Very good. Yeah, I mean, it's like stunning. How about in 2003? It is pretty stunning. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I didn't like the ghoul last year. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> most, most of... I didn't enjoy most of food is, is, like pretty, is pretty rustic, Bruce. I mean, what, I, I read another review somewhere about... He's going about the dumplings. And what does he say? Mm. He says... Um, he says, the restaurant is remarkable and enormous. Um, there's traditional Czech food, the kind that fills your stomach. Dumplings are basically beer sponges. And uh, there are waiters carrying trays of black beer and shots of local spirits. Don't drink the shots. And there'll be a musician somewhere, probably with an accordion. So, yeah. Very good. So quite an eclectic choice. And they say it was quite challenging, those, those letters. But uh, it's, again, uh, it was always quite, quite a nice range. So I said that takes up that's twelve letters now done out of the alphabet. Um, again, apologies for those people on YouTube, but you probably look at the blank screen now. I've, I've lost the PowerPoint. I don't know where it's gone, so I'm not going to fiddle about with it. So um, you can see, how, hopefully, you can see our faces for the last couple of minutes just to round up. So India Pale Ale, Ilkley Isaac Pode. Uh, then we had the Q in in Staley Bridge, the Queen's Head in the Motherby, um, the Quirkus Brewing, as was in uh, South Devon. Uh, and then we have the Unicorn Brewery, a Unicorn Pub in Hanley, Stock and Trent, and then the whatever it's called, Nicholas, in, in Czechoslovakia. Oofleku. Ah, Oofleku. So we've now yeah. done ABC, we've done GJW, we've done HOV, and we've done Q, U, and I tonight. So it's time to pick out the next three letters. Yeah, gold. From, from X, Y, and Z. One. So I've taken Z out, actually, to be honest, because I start, we're not going to get there. So the first letter for the next episode is letter D. Hmm. So we mentioned Ooh. Duckers tonight. Drink. You know, drink. 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 Yeah, uh, Drake. Duck and Drake in Leeds. We mentioned back in our Leeds Ooh, episode, drink. didn't we? Uh, any more days? Double diamond we could talk about, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, the day. next letter is the letter M. So we oh. could have Morland, the uh, speckled hen. Uh, Molten. Molten, of course. Of course, we have Molten. Why not? Uh, Malt Travail. And the final letter is the going Maltons. to be the letter P. So D, M, and P are our next letters to work on. Piss, lager. <laughs> Ale, pale ale, that's the easy one. Just, just, I'll just redo that one. Uh, uh, any pubs with peas in them? I'm trying to think. Purple Moose, that's quite a nice Welsh Welsh beer that I've been I've had recently. Uh, I can't think of it. No, there's no pubs called Paul, is there? <laughs> Paul's pub. Prince, I thought you got Prince of Wales. Oh, Prince yeah. Albert. Peacock, there'll be a peacock, peacock out there somewhere. Prince yeah. Albert, yeah, Prince Albert in Bonus, one of my, yeah. uh, that's a Robinson's pub. Penguins, Pol Pol Polar Bear in Hull. Yeah, pheasant in. Yeah, pheasant. The pheasant. Like yeah, the oh, phoenix. Aye, that's the lakes as well. Phoenix yeah. in York. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, there's a few there. Yeah. Very good. Right, so that'll be the next Hundreds. episode. Uh, that one. But I say in between, um, I've got a, uh, South Hams, so Salcombe area. So uh, well, I'll I'll liaise with these pair. Either they will join in and listen to me ramble on. Or as I've done before, I'll just ramble on myself and do a do a self-podcast and whack that one out. And then we'll get this one out in a couple of weeks' time or so. And then I say I'll also do one on 10B as well. And I'll uh, I'll do the the, uh, the blog first uh, and then uh, do a podcast on that as well. So, again, interesting chaps. Good catch up again. Um, any plans for this next week? Back, back to the grindstone after the bank holiday, 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 holiday? No, we had, uh, we're a bit curtailed because my wife's had an operation. So uh, I have to go to collect a lot of horseshoes. I mean, a few to paint for Evie's fundraising. So I will be in uh, Rillington on the weekend. But you understand that uh, 
the uh, coaching house is closed down or the fleece remains? Yeah. So. Coach has closed it again, has it? Well, I'm afraid, you know, they, they, they did good things with it, but the price just went up. Um, yeah. And once again, the locals are saying, I'm not paying over four quid for a pint. Whether it was to try and keep certain locals out there, I don't know, but mm. you've still got to look after your locals to a certain extent. Yeah, that's, Nick, so that's, that's the thing I'm going to mention as well, Steve. Steve at the, yeah, Steve at the Umalton Royal Oak, he's now introduced a loyalty card. Uh, for his locals and also just shout out he's got his beer festival coming up in a fortnight's time so beer festival running from Friday, Saturday through into Sunday that's I think the 16th, 17th 18th of June um, so yeah he's got a dozen real ales on in the beer garden as well as the four that he always has on in the bar so a good selection of 16 beers on So is that the 18th, 19th Nick is that that weekend you say no, I think the 18th is, is the 18th of Saturday. Saturday, yeah. And you've also got Great Newsome as well. Great Newsome have actually That's got their right. beer festival yeah. on there. Uh, one of my favourite breweries over on the Holderness Plain, uh, far side of Hull there. They're on their same weekend, so it could be a very, very beery weekend that weekend. <laughs> well, I've got the dentist first thing in the morning, so but I might try and get up on the 18th to uh, get to the Royal Oak uh, the beer festival, so we mm. shall see. Right, very good. Well, I'll say I'm, I'm I'm dry now. I've, I've drank quite a few beers in, in Tembe last week, mainly because I was trying to get through all the uh, all. Of, oh, look, we've got screen back. Um, all of the beers that uh, that the, both breweries drank. So, uh, so we'll hopefully get us on the airways uh, in a short while. Again, if you've enjoyed the podcast, as always, please, 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 please do leave us some uh, feedback. Um, in the normal place you do your feedback, wherever your podcast from, give us a rating because that does help us push up charts and things. Um, and we'll see you all on the other side. Um, I'm going to go back one and play, try and find this funky music again because I think I've lost that one. Boy, yeah. Yeah. I'm off, I'm off, I'm off. Uh, hang on. You might just have to hum the, the ukulele music to play us out because my computer has now gone completely <laughs> AWOL. So anyway. Let's just scream. It's about as offensive to your ears <laughs> as ukulele music. <laughs> do, 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 do. There we go. Thank you very much and good night and see you on the next podcast. Go up. Bye. bye.